0: And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050.
1: A-P-B. Stay hey. The Monty and the Pharoah Show is brought to you by...
0: Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude. Good fucking wine. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with episode number six of the O-Spot with your host, Miss Ona Z. Hey there. So I'm actually going to play a little word association in this uh, episode. I'm going to throw some names out there and then the industry, some old school players, and let me know what your thoughts are about them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first being uh, Angel Kelly. Angel Kelly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You remember yeah. Angel Kelly?
1: I think so.
0: She was one of the first Black adult. Oh,
2: Angel Kelly. Mm -hmm. Yes, beautiful Angel Kelly. What happened to her?
0: She actually retired from the business and she moved to Memphis, Tennessee, and she started her own record label.
2: Did she? Mm -hmm.
0: So she's a talent manager now for artists. Good for her. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I liked Angel. She was really, really, really a sweet girl. She did really well. She was, like you say, one of the first uh, Black performers. And I, like I said, I, I didn't know what happened to her. Mm-hmm. She One day she was there, next day she was gone.
0: I want to bring her up because you guys actually did a couple scenes together. We
2: did. Mm-hmm. I really liked her. She was a great girl. Really sweet girl. Had her head together.
0: What about Herschel Savage?
2: I like Herschel. Herschel was um, and is, uh, got a big head, uh, full of himself. I know he's still acting. I see ads in the newspaper about him that he's uh, doing one play or another. I know he's in real estate and he has a family. Mm -hmm. That I know. Um, I was asked to go and see a play of his. And, or no, he got the uh, XRCO award. And I felt really chided about that because I should have gotten it and I didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a problem between myself and Bill Margold, Mm -hmm. who has passed. Mm -hmm. Um, So he got it instead and I just wasn't happy about it. Nothing against Herschel, but um, Herschel didn't make as many movies as I did. He didn't do what I did. And I, he's an okay, okay guy. He's mm-hmm. just a regular guy,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and he got out okay.
0: So, I have a really interesting question I just thought of. When you worked with black male performers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what was the that? That was a different world at the time. Uh, what was that whole atmosphere? Was where did you get like negative backlash? Did you get?
1: Positive.
2: It's really interesting questions because I get so many questions about that in Instagram. It is unreal, like, but very specific, Tim. Like I saw this movie Mm -hmm. with uh FM Bradley, Mm -hmm. and you did this specific scene, and he did this. Where can I find that movie? uh, well, (laughs) that was a hundred years ago. I don't know.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: You'd have to go, you know, to Google or something and find it yourself. I, well, why don't you have it? Well, because I don't say, I didn't save any movies. Right. And, uh, it's, it's becomes like a thing Mm -hmm. for people. They want those particular movies that I did with black men. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't a thing for me. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. The thing was that they're bigger than the white men. Mm -hmm. And at the, looking back at it, I didn't have a hard time, but if I had to do it now, I don't think I could do it.
0: I think you told me sometime that you went, you did a scene with someone, I don't know if it was Shawn Michaels or somebody else, maybe that, um, you did a scene and I think you went to perform at a at a at a club and they were giving you a hard time for having performed with the black performer.
2: Yeah, that was in the south. Okay. And they were throwing tomatoes at the stage and I was dancing at a club. And first of all, they didn't want the club to open. And then once it did, I was like the premier performer. And then they brought that up. And man. Mm -hmm. It was bad. It was really bad. I had to leave. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people in those years um, couldn't understand it, didn't like it.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. And um, where is Sean?
0: That's a good question. I'm not quite sure what happened to him. He was in the business, I think, until like the mid-90s, maybe early 2000s, got out of it. I'm not exactly sure what happened to him. But I know he got into producing. He was producing his own content. And I think he had at one point had his own production company. Um, but he was in the business for a minute, for mm-hmm. quite a while. You know, um, I remember him. And I, I don't think you ever worked with this guy. But I remember Johnny Keys. Remember Johnny Keys?
1: Yeah. I don't know if you
0: ever worked with him or not. No. But uh, that's one of the most famous adult films that he did with Marilyn Cha- uh, Chambers.
2: Two, that was before On uh, Behind the Green
0: time. Door. Yep. And she was, and actually, she was on the uh, Ivory soapbox as the model. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ivory soapbox. That <God laughs> was her claim to fame. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. That's an interesting change. If everybody knew her from that box, right? And she did that video, and it was like,
2: oh my god, she did that.
0: It's like a double life. I'm like, oh my god, right? That was just a really interesting.
2: Well, that was an interesting movie. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I didn't know him. I knew of him.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, like. um. Who were some of the better male producers that you worked with Um, that looked out for you that, you know, instead of just being there, using you for the scene, making
2: money? Ron Sullivan. Okay. He was great. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: He was loaded a lot, you know, drug-wise. Penny on Teen wasn't a producer, she was a writer. Mm -hmm. Raven touched him. But she was there with Ron. I did a lot of movies for Ron, and she was great support. We were very good friends. Um, producers. Oh, uh, 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 Anthony Manelli.
1: Okay.
2: Terrific. Loved him. I did so many movies for him, and he was wonderful. Um, it was like he and his wife and his son and I don't know what happened to them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I know he died, and they tried to carry it on, and I, I don't know that they did. Um,
0: about Randy West?
2: I only worked for Randy West a couple of times. He wanted to do those made-at-home movies, and he lived in Vegas.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I I liked Randy as a performer. I didn't work with him that much, but he retired to Vegas. And that was kind of the last time anyone saw him okay. he played a lot of golf with a friend of mine and who passed away um who else
0: um i have a name and tip my tongue and saw uh, blake edwards you know blake edwards no uh let's see well we all know how she feels about ron jeremy <laughs>
1: that guy is going to die in a second
0: no, but you know, that's the thing with him is he used his so whatever, yeah, to lure women in and then he just took advantage of them. I mean, and just I don't even know what to say about that situation. It's like he's the white version of R. Kelly, basically.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know why they haven't sentenced him. I don't know what the big deal is. It's what are they waiting for? I mean, it's a woman who is the person who is uh, holding things up. And she's got a real hard heart. And, you know, just sentence the guy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the rest of his life anyway. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Exactly. He's terrible. He's, he's a jerk. Mm-hmm. We all know that.
0: So Marigold films, Bob Marigold. Oh. Uh, how would you describe him? as an individual, like, I want to know, like, your experiences a little more with him and how that came to be.
2: I think he was really one of the sleaziest people I ever met. Mm -hmm. I think he is the epitome of pornography.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. And he, I don't know who he fucked or who he didn't, but he had his favorites. Mm -hmm. That was for sure. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't. And because I could, I knew his game. I knew what his game plan was. And um, he just played people. Mm -hmm. He played with them like dough. Wow. You know, and manipulated them. Mm -hmm. He didn't make a lot of money. I don't think. But Bill Margold, if you were on his good side,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. he would write really good things about you and so to advance your career. Now, I don't see in the porn industry how that would help you that much. Um, And if he didn't like you, he would not put you in the XRCO or advance your career or whatever. Again, I don't get the benefit of that. You're already there. You're already doing your scenes. You're already, you know, working. So, how does he influence the industry that much i I don't there had to be something behind the scenes that i didn't get
1: well
0: i think this is a pretty safe bet to say a lot of people i don't know so much today currently but back then yeah a lot of the industry was controlled by the mafia well it still is okay I didn't know if it was so much today as it was back then, because I know back then they were doing a lot of, like, you know, back lot deals. and still is. And they they pretty much have their own way of controlling things, maneuvering, manipulating, and he was kind of part of that scene.
2: Well, I guess, you know, I was told a long time ago not to talk about it, Mm -hmm. not to mention anything if I liked my life. And I was like, whatever Mm
1: -hmm.
2: what is there to talk about Mm -hmm. and over the years there was a lot to talk about but remember we were with that publisher when i first started oh yeah and he wanted all he wanted to know was about the business Mm -hmm. and i was very clear with him and i said i'm not writing about that exactly that's not safe to write about one thousand percent and and He, that's all he wanted. And I said, you will not find anyone in their right mind to write about it. Mm -hmm. Who wants to live. Right. And uh, I'm saying this to you out there uh, very seriously. It's, it's a very deep subject. And, you know, I was privy to a lot of stuff and I'm never going to talk about it because it's very scary and there's no reason to talk about it. There's a lot of other things to talk about.
0: So what do you think about adult actresses who are now like sex therapists?
2: Oh, i was so glad you brought that up. <laughs> you talking about Kay?
0: Yes. I was trying to think of her name. Yes, indeed.
2: Well, first of all, I don't think Kay knows what the fuck she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you go while you're working, you go to school, god my voice i don't know what happened to my voice recently um you know it's like i can hear it in my ears Mm -hmm. you guys know what i'm
1: talking
2: about Mm -hmm. um she never got a degree Mm -hmm. i mean let's be honest i have been a therapist to a lot of people i've done separate sex um work with different people okay like Mm -hmm. especially in Canada I did a lot of one-on-one and it's always about 12 to 20 minutes right so they they come in, they pay, mm-hmm. and most of the time they want to talk. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like their therapist. Mm-hmm. But I don't claim to be a sex therapist. Right, exactly. Although I could be. Oh, yeah. Yes, I could 1,000%. You could call me and I could be your sex
0: therapist.
2: 1,000%. <laughs> and that's actually
0: something we're going to have available in the merchandise store for the people out there is phone consultations with Miss Hona Z.
2: That's right. <laughs> and if you want to see me, you'll see us together. Yes. So um, I go nowhere without my friend, Tim.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: so she professed to be a sex therapist and I had to laugh. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of fucking therapy on myself. <laughs> I mean, I had to just to be able to live. And she didn't get a degree, didn't go to college, da, 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 da. just her wealth of sex knowledge made her a therapist and I resent it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really awful for, um, I have a better one for you for people who really need help Mm -hmm. because she can't help them except with her body. Now, my ex-husband thinks he is a relationship God. Mm -hmm. Now this guy told me I was his third wife. I think I was his fifth wife. He knew nothing about relationships. Mm-hmm. He was the craziest person in the world. He married his sixth wife who is a therapist and wrote a book about sex, sex life and money or so. Anyway, yeah he has no business doing anything like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is literally insane. He actually asked me for the money to get it done. And I said, excuse me. (laughs) So um, he thinks that he is a relationship coach with no training. He was a ex fighter pilot uh, in Vietnam. I mean, I don't understand. I don't understand where he thinks that he is a relationship coach. I I totally don't get it. Uh, He's the worst. So there are people like him and Kay floating around thinking that they're relationship coaches. And I think it really hurts people and the industry and something should be done about it. I don't know what, I mean, it's a free country. You can do whatever you want. You can write whatever you want. Mm -hmm. He's written a book. I haven't read it, (laughs) but I would warn you that it's out there. And I can't imagine what he has to say is relevant to what you're going through. And I would rather see you go to a real therapist. I mean, it's frightening to me to know that people having sex for a living think that they can be a ther- ther- therapist.
0: And it's the same kind of philosophy with adult performers, men and women, that become like sex instructional guides, how to instruct you to have sex.
2: Well, that's what he's doing.
0: Right. Wow.
2: Now, I don't know if Kay is doing that.
0: I'm not quite sure if she is doing that or not. But I think
2: she's just a sex therapist.
0: So you think that's a way for people to kind of stay in the business? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. (laughs) It's like a way for them to stay in the business. Yeah.
2: And she's older. Mm -hmm. And she's got to be as old as me or older, older. And I I don't get it. And who would go to her?
0: Right. Exactly. Her fans? Her fans. That's exactly right. Yep. Her fans. It's it's basically the same thing. I know this is my personal opinion. It's the same thing as an adult star setting up an escort company. Mm -hmm. No different.
2: Pretty much. I mean, I heard that a long time ago that she wasn't doing that well. And so that was only her only source of income. And then you were saying in a previous conversation while we were on break that you wear a lot of different hats. So do I. Mm-hmm. It's like you're a, a uh, I mean, you have to in this day and age, if you don't have a B of A or an MS or something, and you have a regular real Job that you go to every day,
0: one thousand percent.
2: And when I um, closed my company, I suffered. I suffered for a couple of years because I did did not know what I was going to do, and that was very hard. And I think, you know, anybody who, like me, when you're in the business, you're gonna you're gonna find it down period mm-hmm. because you know you love what you do, and all of a sudden it's gone. Right. So you have to figure it out. It's tough.
0: Well, you. The thing is. What's different about you, as opposed to a lot of performers, is you knew when it was time to leave the business. Oh, yeah. I knew. Yeah. And you had a plan, a backup plan.
2: I had a plan. I went back into real estate, made some money, but I had some money also. Mm-hmm. And I, I was unhappy, but I had some money. And I just felt like, you know, I was spent, 25, 30 years in the business and all of a sudden it was gone. The big create, creative part of me. And I had to, I had to work through that. And I did because I had a plan, mm-hmm. but um, it took uh, about a year and a half. But I, I got through it. You get through it. Mm-hmm. Just hang on.
0: You were directing also in part of, part of the career that you had. I think were you still performing at the same time you were directing? Or I you stopped directed?
2: performing, okay. and then I I mostly directed and produced. And um, I knew. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have sex anymore. I wasn't happy with my body. I've got, gotten older, even though I think I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I just felt like a MILF. And I didn't <laughs> I didn't want to put my body out there anymore. I was tired. I had made so many movies. And when I met my husband, that was it. Mm-hmm. Totally it. We've been together 24 years. And so as of 24 years ago, I stopped performing. Mm-hmm. People say, come on, make another movie. And I'm like, you make it. <laughs> You make it, and I'll watch you. <laughs> I just, my body just wore out. As a matter of fact, we we went on break, and I had a hip replacement. So when you work that hard and you're using your body, and I was dancing all the time, I just wore my hip out. And I think, I also had had an accident, but I think it was, it's just too much. I mean, when you're having sex all the time, sometimes three to six sex scenes a day, mm. you wear your body out. And I was an athlete. So you combine all that and your, your body just, I mean, the x-ray of my hip before I had it doesn't look like little mice had just wow. chewed my bones away. So, you know, everything has its time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy, but you know, what could I do? Tim cheered me on. You go, girl. We'll take a break.
0: Yes. And- Off and running, one, 1 million percent. Because, you know, you have a lot to offer to the industry still. And there's a lot of story behind you that can inspire and really influence people to do the right thing as opposed to the wrong thing. If you're going to be in this industry, you need to do it the right way and learn to do it the right way, not the wrong way. My question is, you were having, so you were doing five and sixteens a day sometimes how did you how in the world did you have the energy to come home and still be like sexually active
2: oh i was ready to go i think in uh mm-hmm. i told you um i had they call it an orindi which is circular around your body your energy and my energy was so high mm-hmm. and I, I'm not sure why, like, I think for another session, we'll mm-hmm. talk about why, mm-hmm. but um, I could do six scenes a day and come home and have sex with my husband and just want more. Mm. And I, I I don't think that's a deficit. Mm-hmm. I think that, I couldn't do it every day, but I right. think um, Anthony Spinelli, who I worked for, he would say to me, sometimes I do three scenes for him and he'd say, would you mind? And i say, not at all. And he and his wife came in and said to me, You are just built for sex. I've never seen anyone (laughs) like you. And I would do six scenes and I'd be very tired, but I didn't feel fulfilled.
1: Mm, Okay.
2: And so I'd go home and have sex with my husband and then I'd feel fulfilled. Okay. And I think it's just something some people have and other people don't. And then on some days I do a sex scene and I'd be like, oh God, I'm so tired. I'm going home. But I usually did three a day.
0: Well. Let me tell you what I think it is. I think it's spirituality. It's to be, it being able to connect with that person. And you didn't really have that type of connection on any of the scenes that you did or any of the sets that you were on. You were just going through the motions and doing your job, which was to have sex. But you really didn't, it was like, interjoin with anybody. That's what I think it was.
2: Well, I think a lot of times, I always felt it, Tim.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I always felt it. Mm-hmm. I had, I'm multiply orgasms.
0: Gasmic,
2: gasmic. So I, <laughs> I felt that, but the person was the vessel, right? So I could go home and have sex with my partner mm-hmm. and then really feel it,
0: feel full, like whole,
2: like, right. right? That mm-hmm. was the key. But, um, like with my husband now, once I met him, that was it for me. I, I couldn't have sex with anybody else, mm-hmm. I was so. Taken with him and so much in love with him I was done and and that was fine that was a good time to quit
0: so actually the moral of this episode I think is that there is actually stability in the adult industry if you it's like anything else in life you get out of what you put in yes and you can make it whatever you want it to be that's right yep so that's actually what I learned during this episode good so yeah (laughs) 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 so ladies and gentlemen that is actually a wrap on episode number six of the O spot with your host ona z and we will be back
1: soon with episode number seven can't wait peace and blessings